Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Talks, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always today, we want to just discuss some things that we see going on around in the world and how do people of color address or deal with the issues that have seemingly become commonplace. Uh, I'm going to take a short break uh, and allow a few other people to come online so that we can uh, fully discuss the need to uh, be prepared as we go do our normal activities but are dealing with the new racial divide in our country. You know I love music, and every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun, but it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
This is James Petershay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Today we want to spend some time talking about, you know, what seems to be coming extremely normal in our society where people are asking African-Americans and people of color to do things that we know are not reasonable. Uh, I sent um, a couple of videos out, hoping that you would, have, you guys would be able to see them. But let me just describe one situation for you. Two professional people were inside a what seemed to be a restaurant that played live music, and so they wanted to have live music with their dinner or with their drink, uh, whatever might be the case. And um, the manager or owner of this place uh, walked up to them and asked them to leave. And he gave reasons like, well, I, I just don't like you. Uh, uh, you're trespassing. Um, I'm going to call the police and have you removed. And ultimately they found out that he had a regular customer that spent a lot of money with him uh, that needed a, a place to sit because the place was full. And so, you know, I'm I'm just in awe of the fact that we live in a time and period where things seem to be going backwards. And uh, what I see for myself is a lot of African Americans know the law, they know their rights, and they're willing to challenge these people who seemingly want to involve their personal feelings or their personal biases. Uh, and they let themselves get a, somehow or another be have an atmosphere where people's personal feelings are making them believe that they can do things that they are that are illegal to do. And so, you know, when we're talking about uh, how did we get to this point, I want to also suggest that we got to this point because. We uh, we did eliminate some rules of people being able to make certain judgments for their businesses. I mean, when you um, get to the point where you have a baker who can't refuse uh, to bake a cake that's against his religious belief, or maybe even his um, his beliefs is humanity. If somebody comes in. And one day they want a a white supremacist cake made. You know, we really have to ask ourselves, you know, uh, can we blame this on society just not being able to address what is the proper norms? Uh, at one point we had what was politically correct, and that's gone out the window. So now that all these different behaviors I've gotten to the point where people believe that they can do whatever is in their heart versus what is socially right. And so, you know, we have to question where do we go from here when we are seeing so many stories that are suggesting that a white America is flexing its muscles uh, to determine where they can push aside what is normally the right rules related to social interaction. 
So, um, Joyce, I'm going to ask you. I don't know if you got a chance to see those videos I sent, but I sent two videos where a couple were asked to leave a restaurant, and then another man who wasn't who worked for Barack Obama moved to New York, and simply moving into his apartment, his his neighbors called the police, and so it is just seemingly all over the country where people have gotten to the point where they're not afraid of showing their biases related to people of color. Good afternoon. Um, I read about the one uh, Obama staff yesterday who uh, was trying to enter his own home. But I think what is going on is that this just didn't just happen. It's probably been happening, and it has been happening all along. You know, you remember, if we recall about the the professor, um, or what happened to him. So it's nothing new. It's just so blatantly and it's just so uh, upfront now because of all that is going on on a top level. I think also, too, is that uh president has scared uh, all the normal people, white normal people. So bad until that once they see somebody black, they just automatically are scared. Um, also, just recently, too, is uh, what came across is uh, the UPS guy delivered the wrong package at this black man's house, uh, and he was a professor, too, top level, and he was afraid to deliver it because uh, it was just him and his son. And he was afraid because if he would have knocked on the door, you know, people get killed now uh, just asking for direction if you have a color. But I think that's what has happened, that uh, the the upper level has put so much fear and scared to people are so they don't know what to believe or who to trust anymore. So once they see somebody coming towards them, uh, quite naturally they're going to uh, cry foul. Uh, they're not going to even ask questions. They're going to just come out shooting. So that's just where we are right now. Uh, I think it's nothing new. It's been happening. Um, the people was more reserved, but now they just don't ask questions, and it's just a lot of fear. And it, it goes a little bit both ways. Um, it, it put us on guard more as to how we perceive and how we care ourselves. We don't feel as freely as we, we, we used to be because we have to look and approach things differently. So uh, uh, it just we're just in a situation of tenseness uh, throughout on on all races, and it's really sad because this is where we are, and I feel as though that we've stepped at least four or five steps backwards instead of going forward, but sometimes you have to go backwards in order to regroup to go ahead. So I'm hoping that's where we are in life. Cheryl, I have to admit, uh, I am so on guard now and my senses are so up that I might be unfair to people who might ask a question that might be a normal question uh, because I'm right now at the point where if I go into a restaurant or if I get stopped by a policeman, I am going to be evaluating every word they say to me uh, to make sure uh, they're not some underlying racist um uh, statement or things being said, uh, am I now to one guard? Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, 
you know, you're not alone. Um, my daughter, my daughter-in-law, she she worries about her husband just traveling back and forth to work. If he takes too long calling her from one stop to the next stop, she's panicking. And last night she was in the parking lot where she works at a Walmart, and she said she started checking herself to make sure that, you know, nothing that she's doing looks suspicious or anything like that, and to the point that she didn't feel comfortable sitting there waiting on someone. Um, And she expressed to me, you know, she don't want to feel this way. But because of the things that's been happening, you know, and I know we're we're not supposed to have fear at all, and that's the reason why we are supposed to pray. But I tried to comfort her, but I understand because, too, you know, her husband is also my son, and I have still a teenage here who wants to go, you know, um, go places And you don't want to think It's not It's not everyone And you don't want to think And want to have this You know you want to be cautious You do You want to be prepared To know what to do Just in case You know just like a fire drill You can drill And, and not saying that you're going to know how to React at the time but those scenarios you do want to kind of go over just in case. You know, just like you hear a lot of people say about um, when the police officer come, make sure your hands is up. And even if the window is down, make sure that they are on the window so he can see that they're, you know, that you're not trying to do anything. So you're thinking in your mind, and you don't want to feel like that. But then... At times, it's hard for you not to have some of these feelings come up. And just like you say, it's not everyone, but because of what's going on in higher office, it seems as though it has given everybody a pass to come out more boldly as far as how they really feel. And, you know, when you say how they feel, I think, and and I believe it's a lack of knowledge because we are so stereotyped. They stereotype us. And in talking to my son yesterday, he was saying about how he was talking to a coworker that he ride with, you know, just about every morning and talking about how he didn't already pay his rent, paid his insurance and stuff like that. And he said, well, is it due? And I think, you know, he always pay it before it's due. And he said, oh, no, it's not due, but I like to get my bills out the way. He said, I don't mean no offense. He said, but that's us- black people usually don't do that. They usually wait till the last minute or either they wait till they get the cutoff notice. So meanwhile, in his mind, he is already stereotyped, and that's not the case. So it's just the ignorance of not knowing is causes people to treat us the way that they do. 
But like I said, it's not in all cases because, you know, we have a lot of white people that are do, um, videotaping and turning these videotapes in. And some of them are not because they're fearful, but, you know, meaning not saying who they are. But it seems as though more people have a pass to have their true feelings to come out. Uh, D, is it you work in with the general public, and as we go around and we see all these things that are hitting the airwaves, and um, how, how does how, how do you perceive the nature of individuals? Are people getting uh, less interactive, or or is this stuff having an impact? where people are just being more and more on guard. Oh, good evening, everybody. And, uh, Jane, you, you used the right word. Uh, how do I perceive them to be? Or uh, are they trying to make an adjustment? And they are trying to make an adjustment. I'm down in small-town America, and I'm in small-town Southeast America, which is different, Okay. I'm in Confederate, Confederacy land, all right? And they are trying to make an adjustment, but they got a strange way of doing it. Um, they're trying to make an adjustment to where, if you notice back a year ago, uh, if you was trying to cross the lot from your car over to Walmart, uh, there was, there, at that time there seemed to be a lack of courtesy. But now, currently, uh, there is a show of courtesy. I see. I, I can. I can see it. All right. There's a. There's a show of courtesy. But the the problem is that there still has not been a verbal conversation, a verbal apology, or a verbal admit admittance of misunderstanding, whereas, you know, like most people with common sense would say, you know, this is what we thought it was going to be like, but we made a mistake. There's none of that because there there is that lack of respect right there. And I saw your text. That's another sign of lack of respect. It's the lack of respect about your opinion. Your opinion really don't matter. Okay. So, now, so we want to show that we made a mistake by showing a little bit more courtesy now, all right, which, you know, that's not enough, really, because, you know, I saw, I, I was listening to Rush Limbaugh today, and you asked the question yesterday, James, about when will they, uh, will, the, will the Christian, will the white Christian uh, ever uh, own up to to their mistake, and they won't. So what now? What they've started to do now? Now they've gone back into the bag of preaching the gospel, like none of this has never happened. And that's my point. They're going to act like none of this. They're going to act like none of this has never happened, and they expect for you to be all right with that. That's that's the apology. We're not going to really say nothing. We're just going to kind of disappear back into the mist. And then uh, and hope and the hope next year by this time we can we can start afresh, 
and that's and that's that's their mantra. That's how they, that's how they do it. Rush Limbaugh today, his topic wasn't about the doctor. wasn't about the doctor flipping on Trump. That ain't gonna never happen. They ain't gonna never talk about that kind of stuff. He wanted to talk about Kanye West signing up with Trump. Okay, and then to add insult to injury, he he talked about this poll that has been taken that shows that 16% more of black men side with with Trump than ever before. What kind of poll is that? That goes back to the insult that had nobody never polled me anything. So when you say, when we speak about the intent of espionage, come on, man, this thing is real. They're using the playbook of Tokyo Rose back during World War II. And that intent was to let you think that your side would never win. You you will never be uh, uh, in a position of being anybody. It's only our side that's always right. And, and the way they are able to do that is because they have the airway. Your show is, and that's why you've got to get on Facebook Live. Because we got to touch more people. I've been wanting to do it. I just hadn't had the courage that you've got to do it, I suppose, because I hadn't done it yet. But if, if if we can talk to you, James, if Miss Cheryl can talk to you, if Miss Joyce can talk to you, and if um, if Nate can talk to you, we can start our own show because we got to touch some folks because these folks ain't playing. They putting out all the stops of teology, and they got the airwaves and Sinclair Broadcasting. All of these people are all on the same side with the same agenda. So they they are looking to be in power, even if they ain't president. Uh, under the cover, Copeland Dagger. They they trying to get their agenda across. Sorry to take up so much time. Thank you. Well, you know, you lead me to say this. Conway West is an enemy to people of color. Not because he's just one black man saying something is wrong, but he's saying he's one black man that is saying something that those white Americans want to believe. They want to believe that they don't have an obligation to make um, the playing field fair. They want to believe that they didn't do that much to keep us from reaching our goals. Some people are going to reach their goals no matter what because they have the inner spirit to try to overcome all obstacles. When you tell people they can't read, there's a segment of Americans who are going to do exactly what you tell them they're not going to do. So you had a segment of slaves who fought to learn to read uh, because they were told not to. But the fact is, is that when Conway West made that statement, and you can't, you can't, it's not that black America or people of color uh, gives him uh, so much um, credit or look to follow his lead. It is that white America is looking uh, to justify their bad behavior. And so if you can suggest, if you can get one or two black Americans to suggest that we need to be further ahead than we are, and we're not just because of our issues, 
then therefore they can can ignore the part that they played in it. So, um, Joyce, we have to make sure that we find some way to silence and uh, and do a lot of damage to people who are out there suggesting that we are not further ahead or we're not where we should be because of our own uh, our own issues and not the issues uh, that were imposed on us. You know, you're right, and it was just so sad to see Kanye West uh, to be manipulated the way that he has, and um, it's really sad because I, I really don't know what his agenda is and where his head is. And I don't blame it on sickness because I think he knows better, and I think he has an agenda, but it's only for self-preservation only. Um, and for him to to say what he, he said, I really think his his mom is probably rolling over in her grave saying, what, what, what is wrong with you? You know, he has no respect for the people who have been spit on, bitten, uh, 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 just the, what his ancestor has gone through, and then gonna say that we they did that because uh, they wanted to, uh, you know they weren't forced to do that. Is he kidding? I mean, uh, I mean that's just the show that sometimes when people get in power, they tend to forget who they are, what they're all about, and who you know you gotta really know who you are. You gotta really know your blueprint, and he does not know his blueprint, and he he's, he's not willing to even reach back to even learn more about who he is. Besides, he turned on Obama, and this is ridiculous. But you know, you're gonna have people like that um, who does things like that because they don't know any better, and then it, it's just sad to see that they're not willing to learn. You can't tell him anything. But the sad part about it, he has a lot of young people that look up to him, his music, and he is of influence. And for he can bring rock and do a lot of damage to the young people who don't read, you know, who only listen to other uh, celebrities in order for them to think truth, not even willing to listen to what's at home to tell them right from wrong. And he using his celebrity and his knowledge in a, in a way dangerous. It's very dangerous. He has no idea what he did when he said that, how dangerous it is. And, you know, it's just crazy. And, you know, it's, today is National Prayer Day. and We have to really do a lot of soul searching and do a lot of praying, even for the ones who don't know, who have gone astray to, to, to really pray for them to, to wake up and to, to really wake up. Thank you. Uh, Cheryl, you know, we... We have this individual battle that we're waging in our communities uh, to uh, try to make sure our communities don't get involved in this nonsense. Uh, but then we have the likes of Conway West who are, are taking up so much of the conversation and uh, giving people, uh, white Americans, to behave even more erratically uh, than they would normally because he, uh, him being of color, uh, the suggestion him that they don't no longer need to take any kind of responsibility for their actions. You know, um, 
I haven't heard a lot in, um, and been following Kanye West, but I did hear a little bit of um, the news flash. And I must say that I am with Joyce. I do believe that, you know, there is an agenda because he did not get to where he is um, just out of ignorance. And when I say that, I want to say the word, you know, just being um, another word is stupid, you know. So now the way that he's going about it, Oh, definitely, definitely wrong. But there's something for him to capitalize on by doing what he's doing. And he's definitely gone much too far to the extreme. I don't know if this is all of him or if he has someone else advising him, but he's really crossed the line in this situation. And I don't know how, you know, we as people can continue to back him or to follow him and to support him, you know, in any of the things that he represents, his music, his, um, the clothing, the, you know, all of those things. Because he didn't get there, you know, just not being smart. But, like I said, he's really crossed the line. Um, I haven't heard anything today. I haven't really followed any, um, you know, look at the news to see where things are at, you know, with him. But I did see um, the flash on my phone and read a little bit. But I, I feel like he has really crossed the line where we're concerned. And we're not being careful and watching you know, what we are saying, because we are not only speaking for us, you know, we represent. And when you do that, it makes so many of us, not saying that this is something that would come out of our mouths, but we want to have people, you know, that we can be proud of that is saying things, not this, not this at all. Well, um, Cheryl, the thing that bothered me, and I had I had it wrong initially. When he said it was by choice, I uh, hadn't read what the statement or what he was clearly trying to suggest. I thought he was somehow saying, you know, people kind of lined up uh, from Africa to come over here. Uh, That's what the choice that I thought. But then when I heard him make the statement, he said after being here for 400 years, that anybody who had been in the same place doing the same thing for 400 years, that was a choice. And um, and that uh, leads people to believe uh, that there weren't someone with some consequences related to you being, um, you not following the rules. And we know that there were people escaping the whole entire time there were people trying to learn how to escape. And um, part of the reason why African-Americans were being held captive was because of their skin color, Uh, because automatically, you know, at some point, as I have understood it, and you all can uh, share with me what your understanding is, there were slaves, there were Indians who were trying, who they attempted to enslave, 
there were Europeans who were uh, were attempted to be enslaved. And so um, what happened was Europeans could easily fall back into society and were more difficult to capture. Indians knew the area, so it was difficult for them to capture them because they knew the landscape and the 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 um the the map and the country so well that they were hard to capture. Bringing people over from Africa who didn't have any understanding of the terrain, who were easily spotted and recognized as uh, people who uh, shouldn't be here freely. That made it easy, so that made the ability to obtain and squash them running away harder. But people of African-American descent tried to run away to Florida, tried to run away to Canada. But the masses that they were here wouldn't allow them to get away during that time period, other than in the small ways they did uh, related to the Underground Railroad, and again, escaping to Florida and being a part of the Seminole Indians. So his, and that's just a little that I know historically uh, of how we were always attempting uh, to get away. But the fact was, you weren't going to get away in numbers that were going to allow you the whole, uh, whole amount of slaves that were here to get away. So it is just senseless that he would make a statement like that and then not be willing uh, to to apologize for his own ignorance. So, gee, you know, it is just uh, heartbreaking that someone with the money he has could be doing so much more good and trying to help the inner city uh, improve, but yet he wants to co- uh, coexist with white America. Well, again, um, anything that comes out of Kanye's mouth uh, don't have any credibility to me. Um, he has no identity. Uh, he is part of an era that's ill-informed, point blank. So when you when you give these examples of the things that come out of his mouth, it just oh, it just uh, proves my point. They're ill-informed. Um, you know, I was thinking today about uh, any of you that have kids or that have relatives that are at least the age of thirty years old. The only thing that they, the only music that they have become accustomed to is hip hop, and the hip hop culture, for the most part, is ill-informed. They have they, if they have an interest to be a part of the the interest and the struggles that we think that we still have, then they they normally show interest in that after the age of thirty. But uh, you know, but you know, Kanye, uh, his life has been that of hip hop culture, so. He has no real interest in what we're talking about, um, you know. So for so for him to say those things at the risk of his apparel or anything else, 
any other uh, monetary interest that he may have, uh, for that to be a risk by his statement, uh, he don't care. Um, you know, he he says those things. I I I've noticed now about him. He says things and he does things just for the attention. You know, where they say uh, bad attention is better than no attention at all. So he puts me in the mind of that. So, uh, but my 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 final my my final say about him is they're they're ill ill informed. So uh, you can't really give any credence to anything that he says. Thank you. You know, we we're involved in a continuous battle to justify our place in history and in society where we are respected and treated fairly. And uh, it seems as though white America is intent on trying to make us know our place when we refuse uh, to uh, accept that. And what happens when people like Kanye West uh, share their opinions and then try to suggest that you know we we are struggling only because we don't uh, we don't do what people like Donald Trump suggest we should do. You know it is amazing to me that Donald Trump had talked about how great he was going to uh, be for African Americans in terms of their schools and their communities and their inner cities. Uh, but you see, all of that was nothing but conversation because he has not done anything related to uh, making Chicago better or Atlanta or any inner city better. All he's done is to continue to divide the country by his rhetoric and put us in a place where our society is in turmoil, where there seems to be less moral values and commitment and dedication to just humanity. This man has cost us uh, years of uh, effort, and now we find ourselves having to redo and reconstruct some of the things that were in place uh, before his administration. Joyce, it just seems that uh, we're going to, you know, we we have we're leaving a battle for our young people to wage. Because of the direction this man is taking us in. Well, that's because uh, the ones who voted for him, uh, they 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 bought into a pipe dream. They they refused to go with with what you knew for sure, even though they say Hillary's so bad. Why was he so bad? You, 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 they still haven't answered that. It was no collusion on her part. They did find out that. The only thing that they they was discrediting her. Hillary for sticking by her man who had an affair with Monica Kalinsky. But then now when you flip it, flip that switch, ha, you got Stormy Monday, Stormy, Miss Stormy, who won't go away. Kanye West admitted that he doesn't read. He just goes by his thinking. That's his problem. Don't read. And our young people don't want to hear about what happened or what our ancestors went through. That's their problem. And that's what they need to sit back and realize you got to know where you come from in order to know where you're going. And they refuse to sit back and learn and listen and find out what happened to your people 
And if they do, they'll take a different attitude as to how to go about life. The reason why we survived the way that we did, because we outsmarted them. We used our heads. We didn't just jump off, just jump off. And what Kanye can't understand, yeah, we did. Yes, sir, Mr. Ling Ding, the master point of view, because we did it for survival. What he doesn't realize that all his freedom, that someone paid a price. He's trying to say that we brought that on ourselves, but he didn't even realize that his ancestors wasn't even considered human. Well, somebody need to talk to that brother, bring him up to speed, let him know that if you don't know what you're talking about, you need your mouth shut. Because what you said the other day, you just really, really put us in in, in a situation. Because that's all the white men want to know, a little And they put him up, and the first thing that he got a notice from, his president of the United States, unreal, letting him know that well done, well said, Kanye. You're looking good. And he had that destiny put back on that hat, uh, make America great again, and take a picture. This is our brothers. He is so confused, so it's unpathetic. So, yeah, well, we got a long way to go. It, it just, he, he just really put, uh, he put an embarrassment on his ancestors who have helped us get so far. It, it just, it's just heartbreaking to me, it's just totally heartbreaking. You know, uh, Cheryl, we sit here and we wrestle, and guess what uh, Dee said? Uh, we we got to make this thing, this movement, greater and bigger because the groundswell of the people on the front line have to have their voices heard because people will start believing that there's a segment of America who, who thinks like Conway. You know, and, and what what was look? I don't have anything. The, one, the most important thing in the world to me, as I talk about the direction that people of color go in and how white America is turning their back on America, not turning their back necessarily on, on African Americans, but turning their back on the values of America uh, to uh, better themselves. But what I'm saying is when you have a situation where you're trying to galvanize those that you love and and make a movement in a direction that has some meaning. But then you have people like Kanye West who caters to the white Americans. See, they really start believing that old thoughts that go in their head. You know, and I'm just going to say this and just with all honesty. There has not been a period of time in my life where I thought, Life would be better if I was white or married to somebody who was white. And there was never a period in my life when I wanted to turn on the commitment and dedication to people of color. And so what that means is when people are trying to belittle our commitment to ourselves and to our communities and to uh, the world around us, I have never grown tired or unhappy with my community. I still live within miles of where I was born. And so there has never been any depression or unhappiness with me as a black African-American. But people like Conway West 
makes people believe that somehow there's a mad dash from of African Americans who somehow now want to intermingle and be committed and dedicated and uh, uh, to white America because we want to be like white America. And it's the furthest thing from the truth. My life can be no happier other than I want to be successful as I can be with the tools that I have to elevate me to wherever I can go uh, financially. But to be away from the people I love is ridiculous. I've never wanted to be away from the people who made me feel whole, and those are the people I'm closest to. So that is the fear that somehow people like Kanye will make people believe those old fallacies that all black men want is to be with some be with a white woman, which is the furthest thing from the truth. The majority of us ain't thought about that in the first place. I'm gonna say just like Joyce said, he's just misinformed. He does not know his history. He does not know what brought him to where he is and the opportunities that were made possible for him. And I understand what you're saying. You know, um, me, myself, I never even thought to say uh, in my mind, you know, if I was another race. Um, That thought has never entered into my mind. The only thoughts of those things is that, you know, why we can't get along. What is it that I don't understand because of the color of your skin that, you know, you get treated differently? And why is that? I mean, you know, a lot of times when I'm filling out something and they ask me race, I put human. Not because I'm not proud of who I am, because I am. But why should that matter? I should not be treated any different no matter what race I am. I should not have to go through anything different no matter what race I am. And until we can get to the point and see where we have to get to is treating each other because when we start to set the example of how we treat each other then they will see but we tolerate a lot of things that we don't need we we don't have to tolerate today back then it was a whole lot different but if we would come together but we don't and if we would, just like Joyce said again, if we would know when, and I'm not sure if it was Joyce or D, when to keep our mouth closed because you're jeopardizing a setback. And we really don't need that. We already have enough things that set us back that we need to show that we are fighting to come forward. So yeah, right. He's he's really misinformed. You know, he's his mind and his level of thinking, and he's has not been educated to how he is able to get to where he is, and it's not because of him alone. So, and 
and somebody like that, it's, he's reckless, you know, in his conversation and the things that he say and the things that he do. And somebody may not never be able to get through to him. Uh, Andre, we're we're here just discussing what seems to be a um a unlimited fight to have uh our place and time and then having to deal with uh African Americans like Conway West who seemingly are so into themselves that they don't recognize the harm they do by doing making silly statements and playing to white America. Well, tremendous thirst to everyone on this National Day of Prayer. Our most gracious, excellent Father in heaven, we come before you, Lord, and we just ask that you continue to prevail, and we ask that you just anoint your peace upon our land, Lord. Allow our leaders not to continue to behave in a manner of gangsters and and just ill-willedness that they're presenting, Lord, such that our children and our children's children can have a, a country in which we can be proud to mentor on. And Lord, and even let us not be so proudful that we want attention about what we say, and no matter what harm we may cause, not only our current generation, but the heritage in which we have been lifted on, Lord, just because we want to be uh, boasted and, and looked upon, and whether we're uh, out for profit of selling records or uh, just being well-known, Lord, we ask that you forgive us of this action, Lord, and we even ask right now that you continue to protect our families, Lord, and, and let our union rise up and be the head of the household, Lord, and let it, let us not be uh, slight to forget and remember that you created us, this, uh, our race, our heritage, and we are of a royal priesthood, Lord. We can go on and on, and all the topics that we are so often talking about, Lord, we just turn it over to you. You said if we were just humble ourselves, Lord, and, and we walk in by faith and not by sight, no matter how all this confusion seems, Lord. We continue to trust you, but we do ask that you guide us and you lead us and you speak through us, Lord, intelligently and, and wisely such that you will continue to get the glory. But we ask you, we just forsake you, we beg you to just control and rule this land, Lord, because this is not representative of you and, and your people. Not of ourselves do we ask this, but we do ask boldly because of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Miss Audrey. <laughs> you know, we 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 have to be passionate about who we love, who we who we praise, and who we give thanks to. Uh, because this fight just does not seem to want to be over. How peaceful it would be if we could just live in harmony and act like humans and respect humanity than to be constantly being disrespected by white America uh, everywhere we go. You know, it is they don't understand that we have to be, we have to resist their actions in the public 
because we can't allow that to be the norm. You know, D, when you go in a restaurant, uh, I don't want to eat where nobody don't want me to eat. Believe me, if I went into a Red Lobster or any other place and they chose not to want to give me service, I wouldn't want to be there in the first place. But the fact is is that when you enter a place that treats you unfairly, you have to bring recognition to that behavior or they'll continue to do it. So a lot of times when we are being combative, we're being combative because we need to make that wrong right. Yes, James, you're right. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, we have a battle on two fronts. Uh, that is to uh, better enlighten white people that we are due and and, uh, and deserve respect. But also the other battle is uh, to our own people and our younger people to where they can learn how to set the example and, and not and not play into the negative example that they want to say, uh, see there, I told you so. So we uh, we have double duty. Um, and, you know, to Ms. Audrey's point, uh, we have to stay diligent. And knowing that we are facing two different fronts, and that's why it's important for, be, for us to utilize uh, the technology of Facebook Live or wherever, wherever it is that, that will get the most attention where our own people are. Uh, I think that I think that battle right there is most urgent because when we are trying to convince white people that yes we are somebody, then we have the 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 other side of the spectrum continually showing that yeah I want to be the N word and ain't nothing you can do about it. Then it, that's like double jeopardy. We we are, we are fighting. We're going up against a brick wall. So we got to nurture our younger folks and our culture to uh, help them to understand where we did come from because they don't know. They, they, they don't, either they don't know or they don't want to know. Uh, I, I think it's the latter. I think they don't want to know because they think they got other things that's more important to do. Uh, but, you know, when it comes down to uh, our national our place in this nation, we have to get to where we uh, have our young people to understand that your actions and what you say does matter. That's right. If black lives do matter, then we need to show them that they need to start acting like it does. And and I think that uh, Facebook Live, and I'm going, to, I'm going to make a real effort to do so. And the reason, the reason I haven't done so because I don't speak as, as well as you do, James, but I, I can't let that deter me because it's time. It's been it's been time, and going forward, we got to do more than what we do, like Ms., like Michelle has always said. So uh, that's why I stand with that. Thank you. And everything that we do has to be geared toward creating a sense of self freedom and commitment to our young people. Our young people got to know that not only do their lives matter. But we need them to be successful in order to reach the goals that we have to be reached. You know, we are we have clearly manifested a 
understanding of greatness in sports and in entertainment, but that is only a part of what we need to do or accomplish in order to get the overall respect that we deserve. We have to show that our level of commitment is geared toward being socially strong in all different areas. So we just, George, we can't just rely on sports and entertainment to show our right to be here. We have to recognize that when we go to work every day, that is a way of showing and proving that we deserve to be a part of the of the the America way of living. I think what we also have to do too is that we have to start holding our young people accountable. We got to do that because our parents hold us accountable. We had expectations to live up to. It was no failure. I expect for you to represent this family in a certain way. When you leave this house, you carry yourself in a certain way. We need to put these demands on our young people. You need to strap it up, look clean cut, get out there, talk with some sense, represent your family. Because what you do, how you do, and how you react represent not only yourself but your family. Your family name is not tainted, and don't you put a scar on it. That's what we got to start doing to our young people. And we got to start talking to them and parenting and stop being, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. I'm your parent. This is what I expect of you. I expect it from my grandkids. I let them know what Nana expects. You just can't tell Nana anything. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to carry yourself. And we got to keep convincing them and keep rehearsing it. Like Miss Cheryl said, it's a rehearsal. And there's nothing wrong with that, Miss Cheryl, because that's what we need to do. We need to rehearse, rehearse. So when they get out there, certain things that they do, they know how to act automatically. Situations that they put themselves in, they instinct kick in because what? We rehearsed it, you see, over and over and over until they get it. When they say, yeah, Mom, I got it, I got it, well, then repeat it to them and let me know whether or not you got it right. If they can repeat it like you wait, oh, okay, you good then, you good to go. So let's go to stage two. But we got to hold them accountable. We got to put some demands on them just like we were. We too relaxed with them. That's too much freedom too, you see. We work so hard. We work so hard. And what we do at our job represents who we are. You know, you good at what you do. You know, you the best at it. So that's what we got to teach our kids. That's who they are. You're the best. When you go out there, you got to deal like you're the best. So uh, it's just some things that needs to be done to where, where we can help a little bit more. So that's how I think about it. And, Cheryl, uh, we have to be knowledgeable on what it is that we're doing wrong that is creating such violence in our communities. Uh, we cannot turn loose uh, danger and and um, violence on our communities and on our cities and think that that's not going to have a bad connotation against us as a whole. You know, parents need to take more responsibility for what they are instilling in their children. And we can't be afraid to recognize that there are some kids that are doing some things that are devastating our communities 
and keeping us from flourishing. You're right. Um, and that's why it's a daily, it's a daily, daily thing. You know, we can't start it one day and stop it another day. Um, we have to be consistent with, you know, the things that we instill in our children. We have to, um, and we can't ease up. We can't get to the point where, you know, just like Joyce was saying, and, you know, we say all the time, we can't be the friends. We have to be the parent. We have to educate them. We have a responsibility. And if we don't do our responsibility or fulfill our responsibility, we're not we setting them up for failure. We setting them up to walk into things that some of these that are walking into are saying without any knowledge. So we have to do this on a daily basis. We have to educate and we can't get tired because imagine our future is this younger generation. And if this younger generation is angry, um, furious, and all of these different emotions that are not able to be controlled, I mean, this is this is like putting a hand on a trigger and like we want war now. Or at what point do we have weapons and it's like press them? That's it. And I'm saying this just as showing you as an example, but this is what it is. I mean, we are living in a hostile society, and we have to calm down. We have to educate. And a lot of times, you know, individuals act the way they do because they just don't know. And to, rather than to seem like they are less than smart, they say things that are less than smart. So, you know, we got we have a lot of work to do. We have to continue working. You know, we are put here to serve and that's what we have to do. We have to you know, and as servants we have to make sure that our next generation is up to part and know where we can, and so that they would have the respect. These I mean, the generate uh, a lot of the individuals from this generation have a lack of respect. So many of them are led by emotions only. And you can be in a conversation with them, and they'll walk off. They're not willing to listen. So we have to get to the point where we can let them know that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay if you don't know. And don't be angry. You know, there's different ways. There's always an escape. And we know that if we got back in the Word, it tells us there's always an escape. And the escape is right there in the Word. And, RJ, we have to be prepared and ready to implement programs that may not be paid for by the government but are paid for by the community to save these kids from themselves. Uh, we have to be prepared and ready to save the ones who have not yet gone to similar activity and then save the ones who 
have been involved in criminal activity. We have to figure out a way to mount up a war against uh, self-destruction. You know, and so many of the kids we need are destroying their ability to be successful before they even get 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, on this National Day of Prayer, we just focus on that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, and we are more than conquerors. So I just want to lift up you, uh, Brother James, for allowing your vision, your dreams to become a reality, and part of your journey include this program of having a voice so that we can talk about not only topics, but solutions, and we we achieve those solutions based on our experiences and based on our thoughts. So thank you for allowing people's voices to be heard. And, and Joyce, I just thank you for being a part of this program so regularly, and let us take notice of the first three letters of your name, J-O-Y, Joyce. Your name is not... Uh, given just likely, uh, joy is something beyond happiness, and it is from the Lord. So we thank you so much for bringing your wisdom, your passion, and your commitment, and your dedication, your wisdom to this show each and every day. And we lift up Brother D, Lord. We thank you for allowing his experiences, and even where he is in life now, Uh, the life lessons that he has learned, or we are so thankful for them and the way he shared them and uh, give us sometimes some outlooks that we may not necessarily have heard of. And then let me just say, Sister Cheryl, I thank you for your experiences and uh, how you continue to remind us no matter what we do, we can do more. And we're so thankful for that. And let us not forget the Fantastic Four who are absent today, but surely if they were here, Sister Kathy, uh, her, her her commitment to the word and, and sometimes keeping us at peace where we get um, really excited about some of the occurrences. She brings us back and, and balance us. And, and we just pray for her and her family that they'll continue to be strengthened. And, and Sister Regina, we're so thankful that she's fighting the fight. So many oftentimes she comes and shares things that are going on in her community, and she's a key part of that. So we pray her strength. And uh, our strength and uh, of combining together, us talking about solutions and us taking actions when we're called to action, uh, let us know that we are making a difference in, uh, in the legacy that's going to follow us. Um, we can look around and say so many negatives and so many challenges, but let us not be reminded we're doing good. We have to do more, yes, but don't let Satan trick us and think that we're not accomplishing things. And let us just take one. If we just, again, reach out beyond our family and help one, then that's one more, uh, you know, than would not have been. And all of us combine the one and the one. And, James, you're a mathematician, so you know how that goes. So I call us to action now to uh, just take one beyond our family and let us help and mentor and uh, succeed. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and let everyone have their final say for today. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I 
Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voices can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, Joyce, what is your final thought this evening? Well, my final thought is that we just have to start arming our young people with the armor them with the knowledge. Let them know that they, they when they leave the house they are armed with the ammunition to be successful by using their brain and common sense to think and do right from wrong and live up to expectation of what their family expect of them. And if they do that then they're gonna be good citizens and they're gonna turn out just fine. So we just gonna have to encourage them more. Thank you. All right. Uh, Cheryl, uh, Cheryl, what is your final thought this evening? Hello? I hear you. Go ahead, Cheryl. Are you there, Cheryl? I'm here. Can you hear me? What's your final thought this evening? Yeah, I can hear you. Well, Okay. With all of the good information that was said and all of the things that um, that we can begin to implement, if we have not already, and I know many of us here have, um, like I always say, whatever we do, we can always do more. Yeah, it is very important to us commit ourselves to doing what is necessary to make our communities better, our city's better and our state's better. Uh, RJ, what is your final thought this evening? Let us be reminded that there's power in prayer. So let us pray on all things. You know, it is so exciting to know that we're going to continue to move forward and to do more things to make our audience bigger, uh, to create more volume uh, in the voices that have been heard on thought, love, and reflection. Just recognize we are here for a cause, and we're going to do what it takes to make this show what it deserves to be. I appreciate you all for your continued support, and I know that as time moves on, we're going to hear bigger and bigger voices as we continue to work towards having our voices heard. Take care, everybody, and see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. help your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road. That heaven might find a place in their heart. Jesus is love. He won't let you down. And I know.
Jesus 